Well, there's this often a misplaced idea that if one commanded numerous troops or captain ships or completed multiple combat tours, that they're qualified to start at mid to upper level management. At the same process, that led to the success of the military. And if they use that same process, that it'll work in corporate. And that is not always the case. So welcome to the Military Wire with Mike Schindler. This is the podcast where we interview America's most elite men, men and women who have served this country. We share their stories of overcoming, their proven lessons in leadership, and their journey to finding mission and purpose. I got to tell you guys, I remember sitting with a senior level officer who was sharing how, because he was XO for a general officer, he was a shoe in for a VP position in corporate. And I listened to him intently, made some mental notes. And when he paused, I asked him a simple question. I asked him if I was eligible to recommission or to commission, could I come in as a colonel? And he laughed and he said, listen, it, it just doesn't work that way. I've, uh, and I said, well, wait a second. I've, I've, I've held, you know, high level positions in two different companies. I've helped drive one company to over 10 million. I oversaw a team of 150 and have worked in some pretty, you know, intense conditions. Doesn't that count for something? I mean, why can't I just start at the top? And his reply was, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You've, you've got to earn it. Well, the same goes in corporate. I think in the military, sometimes we get wrapped into what our position is, what our rank is in the military, and that that should just be a lateral move right over into corporate. And sometimes it might work out that way. Um, And sometimes the things that got us up to that upper level, up to that executive officer level in the military that was effective there might not be effective in corporate. So today our guest is Brian Jenkins, graduated from Cornell. Pepperdine has worked at some top tier companies like HP and Texas Instruments. And his HR experience ranges from large companies like over 350,000 employees uh, to the medium ones, which are about, you know, 30,000 employees and to the small ones, 2000 employees. He's got HR people management experience in both the direct and indirect, um, global companies. Uh, He's completed an international rotation in Singapore. He's supported international clients. Uh, The bottom line, guys, is Brian Jenkins, if there's one person that can speak to corporate success, how to essentially succeed in corporate is going to be Brian Jenkins. So Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Yeah. So, you know, we oftentimes like we'll have, I'll have veterans come through our program, Brian, and, and they'll say, Mike, I'm not sure if I have the right education. And there's, there's a, a theory of thought that sometimes you don't need all this education um, to succeed in corporate. Uh, and, and you've got an impressive educational background. I mean, you've gone to some great schools. How much did your education, how much did your background, your educational background play into your corporate success? Yeah, th- I'd like to start with saying thank you for the compliment and, and really excited to be here and, and very pro uh, pro veteran, um, you know, help and effort and support in, in any way that I can. And so so when I, when I thought about this, this question in advance, and thank you for sharing the question. So I had some time to, to look at some of this. And when you look at, at the career paths that a lot of the veterans had in the service, um, it wasn't, you know, the process of becoming a Marine or becoming a Ranger or becoming a, a you know, captain of a Navy ship. There's, it, it's a process, right? It's not something that happens just overnight. It's not something where you kind of go off to, to one little workshop and then all of a sudden you're, you can command an aircraft carrier, you can run a submarine, right? It's, it's not that same way. And so just, just as, as many veterans have invested significant time and effort and energy into their development in the military, I tried to take a similar approach, but come from a, obviously a civilian perspective. 
So it's very proactively and intentionally building out you know, uh, what your profile looks like, what type of knowledge base you have, the skills that you have, the abilities that you have, and ultimately aligning all of that in what it is that you want to be long term. And so there's an element of that of formal schooling that helps with the foundation that in some parts of the corporate world are really important to have that as a, a kind of a foundation building. But then also kind of beyond the formal schooling is the idea that we're continuous, continuously learning and developing on a regular basis makes a huge difference in standing out amongst the, uh, the, the kind of competition, if you will, or, or the other you know, kind of corporate population. And so, uh, you know, as an example, um, you know, I've always been passionate about reading and, and personal and professional development. And, uh, you know, I, I make it a point to read two books a month. And I've been doing that for more than the last decade, which is just a huge element of, of kind of supplemental education that on top of kind of the, the kind of formalized degrees really helps transform you as a person and kind of the profile that you bring forward in the corporate space. So let's talk about this a little bit, because this, this is interesting to me that, you know, we do have guys now that and we've got one of the highest educated military forces uh, when you compare to previous generations, one of the highest level educated military forces today, you know, guys that are getting out not only with just bachelor's degrees, but certainly master's, different certifications. But then they've got this this ample experience, right, that is different, not better than corporate, but different than corporate. And getting in there, uh, there's this thinking that, listen, I succeeded in the military. There's no question I'll succeed in corporate but breaking that down in a way that if I'm sitting with you, Brian, and interviewing with you, how do I take this vast, let's say I'm, I'm coming in, I've got the education squared away, but I've got this vast experience and I'm thinking, man, I should be able to start at a VP position. Do I need to reset my mind, my mindset essentially and say, wait a second, what I need to do is get in and really think that I'm going to experience boot camp in this company to begin with and work my way up that way. Is that how you succeed in corporate today? Yeah, so I think it, I, I was thinking about this um, in, in terms of kind of how to best frame it. And I think that there's a combination of some very transferable skill sets that make a big difference and and can help a person transition well, but it, but also with the kind of humbleness to appreciate that there's differences. So like as an example, if you had someone who was a player in the uh, NBA and they wanted to transition to playing in the NFL, there would be some elements of their MBA experience that would that would matter a lot. The idea that you've got to go to practice, you've got to be strong, you've got to work out, you've got to be able to work as a team, right? The elements of sleep and nutrition and mental focus and recovery and and you know working under a coach, all these different elements would also be a transferable skill set that would allow you to 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 play better in the NFL. But it's also very different in the sense of the actual techniques, the abilities, and what would go into being a standout player because it's a different sport and recognizing yeah. that it's different and help and, and, and making some of those adjustments would be a, a, a kind of an example, right? And so when you apply that to the military and corporate space, there's a number of different skill sets that translate well and a number of, of, of kind of challenges that, that people have to overcome in making that transition. Uh, yeah. So again, this is this is good. Um, you know, we saw some data that, you know, when, when veterans, you know, get that best fit job, they stay longer than their civilian counterparts. When they don't align with the mission, when they don't find that best fit job, they roll out pretty quickly. 
And part of the reason why they roll out is, uh, at least this is what the data shows, Brian, is they they don't understand where there's upward mobility and there's no professional development. So when we're talking about aligning skill set, like I've got a skill set that I can bring, but if I go into a company thinking they're going to train me in the other areas, and sometimes that does or does not happen, how does one prepare best for that? Because if if the goal is to succeed in corporate, I, I got to believe there's probably mutual responsibility in, in that growth. Correct? Yeah, absolutely. And I would, um, and and while mutual, I think is a is a good word for it. Um, so in the corporate space, we have a, a, a saying that we use uh, very frequently, and it's um, that you own your own development. Right? Everyone owns their own development, and that no one cares about your individual career as much as you do, or as at least as much as you should. And so, and this is a big, like, you know, when, when I was looking at, okay, some of the challenges that transitioning military need to be able to overcome, this was, was one of them in the sense that, you know, when you're in a, a, a more structured military environment, it, you know, I know there's pros and cons to all organizations, but, but it's pretty clear in terms of what is the path to advancement look like. It's, right. it's very yep. structured. It's you have to do this, this many years, you have to earn this, you have to go to this training, you have to you know achieve X, Y, and Z marks. And it's all pretty laid out in front of you in terms of kind of a structured path to be able to go through. And as long as the, the service member is kind of taking the steps and showing the initiative and doing well along the path, it's a pretty um, kind of structured progression in terms of, of that person's career over time. Whereas in the corporate space, it's much the, the percentage of ownership that is on the individual is significantly higher, right? If I look at my my own story, you know, no one ever told me that I had to go to get the master's degrees or that I had to read these different books or that I have to listen to podcasts on a daily basis or all these other things, right? But it's it's you do that because you are taking kind of the driver's seat in that development. And in some companies there that have really strong what we call learning and development or kind of training organizations, they help create some of that structure and provide some of that content. But that's not the case in all organizations. And like everything out there, uh, even companies that do provide training, there's a spectrum of, of how valuable that training is and how much of a difference that makes to someone's actual career progression. Oh, see, this is really good. I love the own your own development. And I think that that is that that is a valuable piece in helping our guys really understand and our gals understand what it takes to succeed in corporate because you're right in the military it's kind of paved out you know the path you need to take in order to advance you know what you need to do in order to get there and somebody oftentimes might may or may not be guiding you i I suppose you can get complacent but you know in the military it's either up or out right you you're always on this pathway to achieving and when we get into corporate, I think sometimes we can say, okay, uh, now somebody's, I'm sure, going to put me on a pathway to succeeding. And you're saying, yeah, that doesn't necessarily happen. I mean, maybe it does, but rarely does it, correct? Yeah. So it's um, so you, you want to, um, at different points in a corporate environment, um, and we can talk about um, kind of what talent assessment looks like and, and kind of some talent management strategy, maybe in here in a little bit. But the idea being, though, that if you want the greatest likelihood of success in the corporate environment, a lot of that comes from very intentionally and proactively owning your own development. Right of, of creating the right network of mentors, creating the right consumption of content on a regular basis in terms of kind of building you into the person that's going to be successful at 
uh, at a higher level, right? So, so I use a, um, I was thinking about an example of it. Let's say you're going to be a ship captain of a Navy destroyer and you think of all the different departments that, that are, are, you know, in a, in a destroyer to be able to run it right between fire control and engine and health and safety systems and communications and technology and flight operations, just all the different elements, right? There's, there's these, all of these big bodies of knowledge that if you're going to be the captain of that ship, you have to, you have to really know those different areas well. And they're not things that you there's so much content to learn in terms of what's the process, why do you do it? How do you make it more effective and, and kind of, you know, um, having a deep subject matter expertise on understanding of that, the idea is that in corporate leadership positions, it's similar, right? If you're a general manager executive, right, it, it just instead of fire control and flight operations, right, you're talking about your marketing department and your sales department and your human resources department and your IT department. And while, you know, um, you, maybe you didn't serve in each and every one of those departments, having a deep understanding of, of you know, what it does, the value it contributes and, and how to, to lead and, and manage that is, is really important. Yeah, uh, in many ways, I'm thinking, honestly, the way you succeed, one can succeed in corporate is really starting with the end in mind is understanding where do I want to go inside this company? How do I want to add value, make impact? But what is it going to take for me to, to achieve this level here? And if so, what are the things I need in order to do that? Who do I need to know? What, you know, what training skills, ability do I need to get there? And I, so I love that piece. So you've hired a number of folks over the years, big companies, you know, small companies, et cetera. Great experience in that. When you hire vets, what is there anything that stands out uh, that, that makes those veterans stand out from other people that you've hired? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I think there's, um, you know, when we look at, at kind of success in the in the corporate space, and and in particular with with veteran hiring, um, you know, in my experience, I've seen them either have tremendous success and do really well. Or as you said, kind of tra- transition out relatively quickly, and I think that that it, it's it centers on you know understanding the strengths that that veterans are are bringing in from a leadership perspective, and then also being aware of potential challenges and and being uh, and being able to overcome them. So so let's start with a couple of the strengths, right? The, um, I've never met a service member in in my life or experience that didn't have a tremendous work ethic. Right, that could um, many times outwork many of, a, of the of the civilian counterparts in terms of just kind of grit and grind capability, um, which has been honed through the experiences they've had in the service. Right? And being able to do that well is clearly a strength. Um, yeah. One of the the strengths that veterans bring is that the the military, right, wrong, or indifferent, has an incredible amount of organization and structure to it. Right? There's a process. There's a person. There's a procedure. There's a handbook. There's a policy. There's a and, and when we look at organizations, some organizations are like that, but others others need structure. And, you know, you think of a growing company that's a startup that's going from a couple hundred people to thousands of individuals, right? To be able to be successful, it needs to add organization and structure. Veterans are fantastic at adding that. You look at things mm-hmm. like leading through challenging circumstances, right? I think that one goes goes without saying. I think our, our veterans bring a, a really strong model of integrity, honesty, and, and moral character to the corporate environment, which is which is sorely needed. I think they oftentimes are presenting themselves with a very clean cut and buttoned up appearance in terms of, of kind of how they present and handle themselves, which which has um, positive biases towards them in, in leadership positions. 
And uh, unfortunately, maybe as, as many people have experience with, there's a lot of paperwork and bureaucracy right, in the military right. that, that right. people have to be able to handle and deal with and, and navigate. And, and having experience with that is helpful. So all of those things I view as, as strengths that can help a, a veteran succeed in kind of the corporate corporate world. I think there's also some elements to, and, and whether this be kind of individual challenges to overcome personally, areas of awareness, or maybe even just the understanding that others may have a bias, um, you know, or belief structure that, you know, people coming from the military are like X to be able to be aware of. So on that list, I, I, I came up with, um, you know, one element to be able to be, to be aware of is in the corporate environment, they, uh, you may be working with a, a, a much higher level of diversity in terms of teams being led. And, and even just one element, like in the military right now, we have an all volunteer force, right? People are in the military because at least at some point they wanted to be there. Um, and, and you have uh, a lot more similarity in terms of, of age oftentimes and kind of you know, what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, and when you come into a corporate environment, you could have 40 years worth of age gap difference um, in terms of, of different individuals in the um, in the workplace with very different levels of talent, capability, motivation, um, you know, skill sets. Right. And, and being able to navigate um, that is uh, is often something that, that can become a challenge. Mm. Understanding the importance of networking and informally influencing is is huge. Um, the, the chain of command in the corporate space is not as clear cut maybe as it is in the military in terms of who are the influencers, who are the people you need to have aligned with an initiative, who are the people that you need to have kind of in your circle for career advocates. Um, yeah, and that kind of goes right into the kind of owning your own career development versus that kind of yellow brick road being provided in, in that space. We have a we have a lot of, of what we call matrix management, where uh, you know it's not just one commander or one leader or manager that you're working for. There's a number of individuals that are, are kind of there and leading and influencing your space. And so um, there's some some kind of informal elements of of what that looks like to lead there. And then and then I'd say the last one is kind of being aware that there's a view that sometimes coming out of the military that um, veterans can be sometimes too aggressive and not politically savvy enough in terms of, of what that looks like. The kind of the term, you know, bull in a China right. shop type of, of of quote. And so just kind of being aware that there uh, that oftentimes people are 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 kind of maybe by Biased, looking through lenses and uh, and kind of being mindful of that in their interaction. You, you know that it's such an interesting comment because I, I think there there might be a component of that and certainly a, 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 a you know a, a segment of a people that might uh, operate that way. But many of us joke and say you know when you know out in theater etc. The biggest the biggest mission is winning the hearts and minds of the locals. Right. I mean, so we have to finesse situations. Now the difference is if we can't finesse it. We've got backup on how, how to get our way. Right. So I think that's, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, to sure. your point, uh, that's the bull part of it. But it, you know, as you were describing this, Brian, I, I was thinking, gosh, you know, some of this sounds a bit complicated and I know you love giving back. You love, you've got this great experience. Um, you and I were talking before we went on air about you just uh, being open to giving back. And if people want to learn more on how to navigate and really understand these own your own development, if they want to unpack that with you, 
this is something that you're willing and open to doing, correct? Yeah, absolutely. It's, a, it's definitely a way that I like to give back to the community and, and veterans in particular as well. Um, you know, working with people on a one-on-one basis and, and um, that can be, you know, whether it be in person in the Dallas area where I'm based or, or virtually. Um, but I've always been passionate about areas of career development and, and coaching and mentoring. And if anyone in the audience is interested in discussing any of this content or ideas further, would love to connect with them. Um, my uh, uh, Whether that be through email, uh, my email is brianjenkins36 at gmail.com and also available on LinkedIn. We'll be happy to uh, to connect with anyone who is interested. Oh, that's great, Brian. Well, Brian, thanks for being on the show. And, and I just want to say, you know, to our audiences, be sure you do reach out to Brian. Brian has got so much. He and I were talking uh, before we went on about how we could probably talk for an hour uh, just based on his experience. And there's so much to unpack on this. But really, guys, if you're looking to get on a pathway to success in corporate, Brian is certainly somebody that you want to tap. You want to tap his knowledge. Be sure you reach out to him, Jenkins 36 at gmail.com. Uh, look him up on LinkedIn for sure. Uh, reach out to him. Uh, make that friend request, let him know that you, uh, you know, heard about him through the show, uh, so that he, he can make that, that awareness. And, uh, Brian, again, um, I appreciate you being on this show. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you for the invitation and, uh, uh, really appreciate it. Enjoy the time. You betcha. Absolutely. So for those interested in discovering your post-service identity to prepare, plan, and execute on your best year ever after transition, you can visit us here at OperationMilitaryFamily.com or you can DM me on LinkedIn. Again, Brian, thanks again. Thank you so much.